Alrighty then, to continue. Well, where is it that I have to continue from? For, to, when, where, how, who, why? Alrighty then. Am I officially comfortable? You know, I think I am for right now. Alright, so let's let's get to the rhythm of today's society. Everybody's so upbeat. Everybody is so back and forth. And yeah, this is a sober reality. And the sober reality, we are talking about uh, the life without meaning. The life without, that that is not, that that we put together and it is what to be had it is what we're working for as a society as a whole because when we all turn back and go back to our homes we all just fall back into our own selves who we are they always say don't mix business and personal uh, lifestyles and it's not because they're two different things, and that's just the way the universe is. Like, oh, there's there's one, two, three. No, 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 no. Infinity of all things create the universe. So, uh, there isn't two. There, there's only just one. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, we're still human. There is still, as of right now, your physical and mortal and uh, you know, lifelike selves, and. <laughs> When we go home, we fall back into our own niche. What we and how we settled for in our own mind and how we are uh, comfortable naturally. So what? what is my comfortability? Just peace and quiet. Peace and quiet. And then when I go out there... And I'm just doing my thing. Just doing absolutely everything in my power. Uh, to just get everybody the fuck away from me. In any way, shape, or form. Whatever way is simplest. Whatever way works. And so far, that's been me just being a, uh, what you would call, charismatic individual. A charming, Prince Charming, by the way, if I may so brag. Not to say that I have bragging rights, but I am the only barista here talking about shit uh, in the real world. The real world is 
what we all have to come together to in order to make the same amount of money but kind of have it flow into our lifestyle so that we can do what we want to do with the, that money and that is what society rewards us with is how society keeps everyone civil and sane and within the law the higher you work up the ladder in society the higher amount of money the, the more money society will reward you with because you contributed to society's uh, jobs, to what a society is, you contributed to the a the entertainment industry, or b to you know Elon Musk making shit, inventing shit, whatever the fuck industry. Uh, the b c d okay we're at a b c all right we're at c. Just to remind you, I'm only human. So, this was a joke. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Biatch! <laughs> Anyways, uh, see. Um... So, we have the entertainment industry, we have, uh, uh, in, in the entertainment industry, I mean, like, it classifies everything pretty much, I don't know if it goes from wine to, like, when I think of entertainment, I think of a television and football, like, athletics and arts, liberal arts, you know, like, uh, all the dancing, and then, you know, that's, that's what acting is for me, that's, it's a very natural thing, it's a one of, it's, many shapes and forms art I call it art but when I mean what I mean by art is of nine things that I can think of so far and nine things that I only want the tenth thing is an outlier dream that's if I can get nine that's the next level for me ten is the next level that's when I enter double digits that's that's another story another time it's like when you play a downloaded game but you haven't bought it yet right you go to the app store you play a recent game and then they give you x amount of levels that you can play but all these other levels and all these other hot cars you have to you have to buy the game in order to unlock those levels that or maybe it's just the other way around with and the way I like it, the good old-fashioned way, the way all games should be designed is that if you just download the game totally free and you work for each level and you work to unlock, um, unlock new cars, you work for it. The more you contribute to society, the more society rewards you. You look back after you've done you know, done a hard dance with uh, society, and you see you have nine new fresh hot cars. You have X amount of recent tracks with your name just slapped on there as your territory. You know it inside and out, and nobody can beat you on it. You are the ninth. You are, like, the king 
of your own reality. But look at it. Now you're seven years old and you only have one name to your entire legacy. To to one one name to label your legacy. Oh, he was just a great NASCAR driver. Fuck that. I wanna be king shit of nine dreams. And you know what? Do you know how you can accomplish that, ladies and gentlemen? Listen closely. This is a simple fucking thought that you should take in hand into consideration. But I'm going to say it anyways before I forget. I have to work hard to get back to you. Develop a foundation. A foundation in society. Contributing to society. Society works, ladies and gentlemen. You put in all that gold and effort and time. And when you're 90 years old. Maybe even 50 years old. And you've done society enough. you built society. you created more of a society. More to uh, society you, you created just sh- shit that helps <laughs> and guess what the rule still applies the law still applies society will reward you you create a foundation your own law firm and you you're a king you're an international attorney you are king shit man because you're winning cases after case you're making your way you're making your way and you know you just a simple thing that <laughs> it's a simple fucking thing i saw it on the office i think i might steal a line it's from andy bernard just mirroring personalities smile and nod and smile just pretty much be a positive person be what society wants you to be when you are in those inter you know inter- intercepting you know meetings or wherever it is that 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 everybody comes together and 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 works in a professional business like manner be uh, the society personality kind of guy, that part of you. Um, now I definitely lost my train of thought, but there goes uh, my confidence. No, your confidence—well, confidence—is just a word. We have words to describe every emotion. Every part of thought, happiness, anger, sadness. Because sadness and, and, and happiness and anger, they're all not emotions that can be expressed. It can be seen with just a physical smile. It's all entirely uh, due to the person's mindset as well. The part of their own uh, world that only they can see. And not that, and not what everybody else can see. To create a foundation, now we're back on topic here, which is my goal. 
just not to give a fuck, come home after a long, hard day's work, sleep, peace, and quiet, peace and quiet, I uh, then 10 years from now, when I created my foundation, 10 years will be all that I have to work for, to just put it in, put my time in with society, and tap out, I could tap out 10 years from now, and then everything I touch will be gold, as, as once said by a good friend, whose uh, meeting I did not post yet, because I've been lazy, tired, unmotivated, but don't worry folks, I'm just been working uh, uh, with, with another no fucks given motto because no fucks given motto can be shown and expressed in any manner whether if it's working at work or at school working your ass off studying or whether it's this that yada yada whatever it is Right now, I'm in a no fucks given because I'm trying to rack up my hours at work. I'm trying to work my ass off so much, so hard for the next couple months while I'm at school at the same time. And I'll just be spending maybe 10 hours a day working my ass off if it's possible. I'll try to maximize it. I'll try to get 10 hours a day from my boss. Because he knows how hard I work. And he knows that I'm willing to put in that effort. It's all about enthusiasm. And I was enthusiastic about it. I was excited. I was happy to do the 10 hours. Not because of what I can get today. But because what I can get 7 days from now. A couple of months. When I wake up. And rake in some of that money. Get some things that I need to get. Because guess what? I'm human. I still have wants and needs and desires. And I shouldn't just straight up be a rocket. And go straight into uh, a career lifestyle. uh, With nothing. With nothing that can define me. I'm going to grab shit. Take shit. Take what I want, take what I need, whatever it is that is essential and irrelevant. No, not irrelevant. And what is relevant to my life, to who I am, to what I am, to what I want. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to go out there and buy an Ayn Rand Atlas Shrug philosophy book. I don't really know anything about it. Not a single dime, nothing, not a penny. Why? Because I want... She's just the most convenient philosopher that I know of. Of That's recent. She's the only one I've ever heard of. And I heard of her through an entirely unexpected way. I love playing video games. I am a video game movie guy. I am just all screen. Okay, and so I played this one game called Bioshock. Great fucking game. Great philosophy. The philosophy is more important than the game itself. 
really absolutely phenomenal. And then there's the book created by John Shirley, Bioshock. Read the book before you play the game. Play the game. Finish it. Read the book again. And don't kiss it goodbye. You can always go back to the book. Because just like movies, when there's so many different factors and denominators and little details that you might have missed, it's the same way with books. You read a book again, shit, you're going to learn something new. Everything's a riddle, my friend. A riddle within the riddle. We are all in a matrix. Everything can be interpreted not only once, but perhaps maybe twice. But to find twice in all of those odds and the odds that it's in. That's a, that's a great ratio, my friend. You're looking at a matrix. You read one sentence, however many letters in that sentence However many words in that sentence can affect the interpretation however many words times. So let's 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 think about that. Uh, how is your day? How is your day? How is your day? Four things for okay, four four words. That's a question. We have specific words to define how a question will be said. Uh, what a question will be said. So uh, I, I don't want to go down that trail. Let's talk about something like a sentence, a statement perhaps. All right. I am 20 years old. Okay. Um... People will look at that as an I am 20 years old. No, that's not a good analogy. Not a good example. I would literally have to read from a book. Alright, fuck. Fuck, man. I was comfortable. Now I'm going to have to demonstrate. Alright, where's my book? The book that I'm currently reading right now. I am an introduction to objectivist epistemology with an additional article by Leonard Picoff. Alrighty then. Do I start reading here? Do I start reading there? Alright, alright, let's 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 talk about this. How do we know what we know? And that's the question of the title. This is the problem that epistemology uh, deals with, and upon the solution of this problem, every other aspect of philosophy must rest. For until we know how we know, we cannot be certain of what we know. And if we cannot know anything that is with certainty or with our own capacity to reason, I kind of interpreted that in a personal way there, my, my, uh, my mistake. I uh, will try to read word for word as much as possible. And if we cannot know anything with certainty, our capacity to reason, to choose, and to act is subverted at the root. Damn. Now that, my friends, was perhaps 
three sentences. All right, so let's deal with one sentence. That's a little bit more simple, I think. So far, I think it's this one, the last sentence of the paragraph. And if we cannot know anything with certainty, our capacity to reason is to choose and to act is subverted at the root. Okay, so that's a lot of words in that sentence. And guess what? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Let's say like there are thirty. I don't know. Let's just say there's thirty words in that sentence. You know what? Let's do this in a more specific way. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Okay. All right. So for for the sentence twenty-two. Um. So that means that the the sentence and my my way of thinking can be interpreted twenty-two different kinds of ways. Because it's all about the wording of the sentence and the wording uh, and 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 one's own interpretation of it. So let's let's look at this and and, and how you uh, comprehend it bit by bit each time. So let's just say the sentence. And if we cannot know, okay. So if we cannot know anything with certainty, if we cannot know. Anything with certainty. Okay, so if we cannot know anything with 100%, uh, our capacity to reason and to choose and our capacity to act is subverted at the root. Wow, what are the fucking odds that I was actually talking about this shit when I was just laying on my bed over there? Now, now I'm over here reading the sentence in my living room, and uh, and I am uh, I'm talking about shit that's already been said <laughs> by. By damn, this book is a this 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 book's been uh been in the oven for a, oh yeah no it's been baking for a hot minute like shit it is old damn 1943 where 1936 I don't I don't know a lot about Ayn Rand. Who is she? I only heard about her because it was her philosophy. So the book, the game, Bioshock, uh, I have the book over here. All right. So this, this is what I found so, so beautiful about Ayn Rand's philosophy. It was not that it was something that Ayn Rand herself said. It was that, well, this is, this, uh, Bioshock, whoever created Bioshock had an interpretation of what he or she learned from Ayn Rand. And then he kind of molded it into his own example into what she was talking about. So this is the summary of the book called, oh, uh, Bioshock Rapture. Bram Stoker Award winning author John Shirley. Um, So here's the summary. From the desk of Ryan, 
It was the end of World War II. FDR's New Deal had redefined American politics. Taxes were at an all-time time. Taxes were at an all-time high. The bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki had created a fear of total annihilation. The rise of secret government agencies and sanctions on business had many watching their backs. America's sense of freedom was diminishing, and many were desperate to take that freedom back. Among them was a great dreamer, an immigrant who pulled himself through the dust of poverty to become one of the most wealthiest and most admired men of the world. That man was Andrew Ryan. And he believed that great men and women deserved better. And I, I believe that. So he set out to create the impossible, a utopia, free from government, free from censorship, and free from moral restrictions on science, where what you gave was what you got. Where what you gave was what you got. He created Rapture. The shining city below the sea. And then this is the plot twist. I don't know if this is how it is truly said by Ayn Rand. And that's why I'm so interested in Ayn Rand. Is because I, I don't know if this is what Ayn Rand was talking about. The downfall of society. Because right after this sentence, the shining city below the sea but this utopia suffered a great tragedy this is the story of how it all came to be and how it all ended so that's the end of the summary right there but like i said that last sentence this is how the the story came to be and how it all ended does that mean that that's what ayn rand is talking about or is that just like something that john shirley cooked up because there you know needed to be a, a plot twist and in order for there to be some spark and ignition and some fire. And then everybody's taking it up. And next thing you know, you got multi-million uh, printed copies of this book, Bioshock Rapture. And then you got money waiting at your disposal. You, bam, you got your passive income. You worked for it, but hey, you got passive income now. You defined it. People can be buying this book for X amount of years, probably all infinity, if we do keep track of all these books. But enough said, why burn paper when it creates what harms the atmosphere? Because fire isn't natural. Fire was just, well, fire is what creates life and is what destroys life. I think, I have no idea. That was just an estimated deep thought. Um, yeah. So, there you have it. He, this man, uh, Andrew Ryan, created, he worked for it. He looks 30 in this picture they got on the back of the book. He looks like 30 or 40 years old. He created his empire. And now, anything he touched, whatever he wants to do, he, he's, <laughs> I don't want to say he's above the law, but he's where the law reaches He's about, he is as high as the law's reach. Neck and neck. Neck to neck. He's not above the law. He is the law. And if he's a fair guy, well, I guess that's all we can hope for. But I would assume that anybody that can get himself or herself 
into that kind of position, I would assume that he or she is a fair guy. At least, at the very least, very rational and understanding and compassionate and, and not an alien or, uh, you know, not the, the guy that everybody goes to. I think because Andrew Ryan didn't want have to... This was just an analogy, though. Uh, this is just created fiction, I think. This is Andrew Ryan. Uh, he... didn't have or desire uh, feeling the need to contribute to society anymore he wanted to con- create his own society but understand society the reason why we all are in war and and destruction with each other is because every society is different according uh, according to to each perspective to everyone's perspective. For everyone to come together as one. And to create. A society. I am standing by the window here. The window's open. There's a light on in my house. And it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And I am talking about some serious shit. And I do not want to get shot. So. How about we just. <laughs> you know I feel safe in the bathroom. Let's Let's talk in the bathroom. Yeah, let's talk in the let's talk in the bathroom. That's if the sniper guy doesn't get me. I'll just do like a barrel roll. All right, fooled him. Didn't do a barrel roll. I just kind of crouched and ran. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm safe in here. Hopefully, I don't want to die. Let's just. I don't know. I'm just. I'm seriously like talking about shit that I think would solve the universe. Not even just the universe overall, all infinity. I'm talking about this reality, this universe that's around us, what we created for ourselves. So far, we were all born into this society. And it's up to us to, what, work for, you know, work for society, be society's bitch, and then turn around and then make your own society. But if you do that, then you're only creating more surface area, more tension for society itself, consisting of all these other societies. On Earth, when you create your own society, understand that you now have to squeeze in with everybody else on Earth. Don't think it's just you and it's only going to be you. That's where you make your first mistake. You can't be selfish. If you want something to work, you have to sacrifice your own... A desiring need to, you know, be Zachary Michael or to be whoever you are, uh, Marvel Carvel. That's that's your name, all right, motherfucker. And if you want to be Marvel Carvel or something, um, and be your own society, just because you 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 say, oh, I want my legacy, I want my name to be remembered. Yeah, you know, everybody wants their legacy. They want their name to be remembered. You think everybody wants to go to a bar and drink themselves to death and 24-7 every single day for the rest of their fucking lives? Um, understand that that is not at all intentional. Everybody does have a sense of rational thought. Don't think anybody lacks it, does not have rational thought, or does... Don't, don't assume. The worst thing you can do is assume, hey... 
Zachary Michael, he goes to work every single fucking day. He's a bit of a nut job, overly obnoxious. You know what? Because when I'm making those fucking drinks, I already know I'm beating everybody's ass and hustling. I am king shit, and I will make sure uh, that word is kept on the streets like that, you know? Why? Why? So that I can kind of have leniency to be myself in a personal way and when i have leniency and to be myself in a personal way i can do what it is that i want to do and i want them to know i don't give a fuck about them i want them to know i want the customers to know that i am not your your fucking bitch you look at me through the the glass I'm making your drinks. I am working my ass off, sweating, 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 literally sweating. And it doesn't it doesn't help when you haven't had a haircut in a while. And now your hair is turning into like a what is this? I am looking in the mirror here and this this might as well be a bird's nest. It's like there's chaos. This is the rocks before they get to the planet itself, the the, the physical stuff. Like I have Saturn's ring around my head right now. And Saturn's ring is just a bunch of curls sticking out entirely the circumference of my head. And my ears are so big, they just do not make my hair look good at all. It then turns around like if this is looking at me 100%, 180 degrees, uh, you know, opposite sides. But if I turn around 90 degrees, like a side portrait on the mirror here. I got a mullet. I got a fucking mullet. I, I swear to God. I'm Joe. I'm Joe Dierte. <laughs> Anyways. Enough about roasting myself. I want you to just. That right there presents an example. So. Go ahead and roast me. <laughs> I roast myself every day. I don't give a fuck. Everybody's mean. Don't give a fuck. Don't get drawn up to it. Don't. Be, don't take it personal. When you're in society, when you're working for that money, the only thing that keeps society all together is when you have currency, uh, something that's keeping everybody from not going ape shit on, a, on each other. You have currency. Uh, price allocation, I believe that is the correct term. Yes, 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 it is. Um, you have price allocation. So, uh, that's, uh, that's keeping a piece, yada, yada. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to recall every, every single thought that I just had so far, rebound, rebound, uh, talking about this book, that's right, and then what was I talking about overall, entirely overall, uh, backpedal, backpedal, alright, so we were talking about Iron Rand, and Iron Rand's philosophy, and that was the once upon a time point, but do I want to move on? Or let's just try to patch up the conversation to try to end this because I gotta gotta go to bed soon. So yes, yes, I should go back to the original point that I was trying to make. Page zero. Um, I errand. Yeah, just uh, check her out. She is awesome. And I don't think she got the exposure that was deserved. Like, everybody knows your typical philosopher, uh, like, uh, I don't know, Plato, Plato, 
Socrates, Aristotle, Confucius, who else? What else? Dude, there's a billion of them. We're all philosophers. But I am ran. I I would have never, never, ever, 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 ever ran into I am Rand if it weren't for the video game. The video just think about the odds. Think about the odds that I love video games so much and I don't give two shits or sense of a fuck to reading books. Like it I just wanna like do a backflip off a building when it comes to reading books. Like fuck that. <laughs> like Matrix. Fuck that. <laughs> oh god. And the Matrix, that's a conversation for another day. Um So just think about the odds. All these games, yeah, I know they're violent. All shooting, this and that, just nonsense, just mind zoning out. It's really this book's pretty much saved me. This book knocked me on my ass, and I got back up, and I was like, I don't want to get knocked on my ass like that again. What what the fuck happened? Oh, okay, I ran, and her introduction to objectivist epistemology, yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't say that right, but anyways, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I read the book, they were gonna apparent, they were going to apparently make it a show episodes out of it what right bro if they made shows episodes out of it it'll bring me back home to my territory where i feel like i belong like i don't ever read books and i read this book and this book is thick this book is 430 pages wow you know what else i read that was so epically long and i actually took notes on it like what i took notes on a book no i'll do you one better I took notes on an encyclopedia, and guess guess what encyclopedia this shit was? Come on, everybody, just guess. I'm a gym rat, I love working out, and I'm obsessed with just working out. I know how to squat, I know how to do this, that, left, right, X, Y, Z. Working out is very simple. I don't fucking look up shit and just like, ooh, okay, I'm gonna do a weird fucking squat that I learned on the internet. No, I just go in there and do whatever the fuck my body feels like doing. You have to listen to your body because guess what? When you're in the gym, you're working out your mortal self. You are working out your reality self. You are molding yourself. You're sculpting yourself. So don't fucking go through the motion. Okay, my my hamstrings are feeling a little flat today. I'm seeing all quad. I'm seeing a little inner and inner and outer thigh. I'm seeing a little everything else, but my hamstrings, man, damn, they're just flat. All right, so what are we gonna do? We're gonna do lower back extensions because guess what when you do lower back extensions you're not supposed to put all the weight and pressure onto your knee when you put yourself into the back extension lower back extension uh, uh machine so when you sit in that shit you're supposed to keep your knees bent so that way you keep your hamstrings activated and then you're supposed to bend your hip over likewise uh 90 degrees uh knees are not bending forward past the feet Knees are perpendicular to the motherfucking ground. And then you got the hamstrings, which you're stretching, in which case you're bending, and you're sticking the hip out. And when you're bending, bam, you got hamstrings activation. Oh, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. Now, you want to complete that action. It's pretty much like a deadlift. Lower back extension is pretty much like you not doing half the work, and you're pretty much doing dead deadlifts. So, anyways, uh... 
before I trail off topic here, I was going to save the lessons for, I mean, I can go on all day with lessons. So, this book here, whew. what is this, 800 pages, really? No way, I could have sworn it was like a grand, this bitch was long, there's no way, shit, damn. I guess I really am a go big or go home kind of guy. Like, I don't read short books at all or big badass books. But the only books I've read so far, I think, in my entire life that I actually took interest in was uh, this, as I present to you, Bioshock Rapture, John Shirley, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, encyclo- the new encyclopedia of modern bodybuilding, the Bible of bodybuilding, fully updated and revised with Bill Dobbins. My, my! Money! 2 a.m. and I fucking yelled that. <laughs> Neighbors are gonna be waking up in the middle of the night like, God damn! God damn! <laughs> Alright, well, anyways, folks, uh, that is a good night. I hope you all have a lovely evening. And remember, I don't give a fuck about what you say.